The following is brought to you by the SJP World Media Network. Welcome to this random episode of the SJP Podcast. And I suppose at the same time, hello and welcome to the SJP World Media Network. Uh, This is going to be the first thing that drops on the new network. And I'm going to take this opportunity to, first of all, do a kind of uh, ask me anything Q&A kind of thing. People on Twitter sent in questions about all sorts of stuff over the last week or two when I asked, which is fantastic of them. Thank you so much. So I'll get around to answering those questions very soon. But also I'm going to take this opportunity to explain a little bit about the new network and where we're going and what we're doing and so on. So yeah, basically that's it. The, the SJP World Media Network. It's something that something that's been in the back of my mind for quite a while, um, something that I wanted to do for quite a while, and I think I'm in a very fortunate position in that the way COVID affected my employment and the way COVID affected us financially in in my my own house and the way COVID affected various different things to, to my life and my family life and so on, it ended up being, in a really strange way, a blessing in disguise. I got laid off from my job, uh, the place effectively closed down. It, it no longer exists in Gloucester, where I live. And I was working numerous hours a week in a job that I wasn't particularly happy in. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't realise how miserable and uh, moody and annoying and so on I was and how this, this place was affecting me, until if uh, basically until I was out of there. And the wife pointed out to me how, how vile I was at times because of how much... I was always, I was either always working or thinking about work or fed up with work or etc. I mean, everyone's had jobs that make them miserable. You all must understand where I'm coming from with that one. From there, I've effectively ended up into part-time work, which has then led on to now. You know, COVID has kind of gone away for now, I guess. I hope, touch wood and so on. Uh, I'm in a role where my hours are very, very suitable for me and for my my family time and for my time with regards to to podcasting and so on so it kind of got to a scenario where i was thinking well i've got this spare time now and money wise we're okay without me having to take on more hours it's kind of now or never it's kind of that thing if i want to i want to try and set up my own network and and at least have a go at it now because if I don't do it now, my, my circumstances in 12 months time could be completely different and I may not be able to be in a position to start up something like this. So it was kind of a situation of, okay, this is it. 
it's now or never. Give it a go. Let's see what happens uh, and uh, go from there. That's kind of where we are now. Um, basically, I've got numerous shows of my own, as, as many of you are fully aware, that are going to be coming across and joining us on the SJP World Media Network. We have uh, The Waiting Room, looking at Quantum Leap with Benny Mac, uh, episode by episode there. Uh, something very similar, in a way, I guess, looking at Doctor Who. The Doctor Who pod with Dan Griffin is coming across onto SJP World Media also. Uh, Nitro Nights with Scottish Danny, looking at WCW one show at a time, is also coming across onto the SJP World Media group. And I suppose the one that uh, has kind of allowed me to branch out into all the other shows having met various people via this main show that i do and that is chain wrestling uh, chain wrestling live on a monday night uh, may stay may stay with techers for another week or two but I, I will eventually have it upon my own live streaming uh platform i guess that is going to be used for for my own live shows prim- primarily just chain wrestling and then going forward also for elements of my wife's new business so that's kind of where it stands with regards to me and my present shows also coming across onto the sjp world media uh, uh, under the world media umbrella i guess is some new content we have in the corner with benny mac and that's going to be looking at wwe shows and very much modern day product and also occasionally dipping his toe into the past and looking at older pay-per-views but primarily looking at the the new product the modern day product in wwe which is something that i don't look at myself i don't watch i don't i don't cover in any way on any show i do so that's great to have that aspect looked at by somebody who I know very well and somebody who's going to take time to look at the pay-per-views and so on for me and for you to listen to at home via the network. On the on the same note, I suppose, along the same lines as WWE, we have the a, a, a fantastic trio of people from the other side of the pond, from the States, joining us on the SJP World Media Network, uh, and that is... Yvonne, Chuck and Josh and they are coming across with their show RSH or Regularly Scheduled Hostilities and again they have a live show they do which is normally on a Wednesday night 11.30pm UK time 6.30pm Eastern and that also that's going to continue being shown on on their platforms and so on and here at the SJP uh, World Media we are going to be putting out the podcast audio version of their show as well as on their own on their own platforms as well is going to be joining us under the sjp umbrella as well rsh has been going for 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 quite a while i've been i've been a guest on the show a couple of times looking at wwe again the modern product raw smackdown pay-per-views prediction shows result shows and so on it's gonna be really interesting hearing the perspective of people who've been WWE fans for a very long time and effectively are from the homeland of WWE as well. Uh, we, we Again, as I said, we have Josh, Chuck and Yvonne there. Three very different opinions, three very different voices. Sometimes it gets a little bit heated in their debate about certain wrestlers and certain angles, but it's always entertaining. So I hope everyone will take the time to check out RSH, Regularly Scheduled Hostilities, when that comes out on the network also. We also have uh, more content coming your way with regards to new shows. Some will be from people you know. Some will be from people you do not know. These, prog- uh, these programs, these new shows, this new content will be coming to you 
Well, I, I don't know, sometime in the next coming weeks, I guess. Just keep your eyes out on the SJP World Media, social media, I suppose, to keep up to date with all of that. One more show that I am involved in, actually, is Check-In at Power Palace. This is a show I'm doing with my better half, Sharon. She and I will just be sitting down once a fortnight, having a little bit of a chat and recording it. And you'll probably spend most of that show laughing along with Sharon at my expense, which I imagine will be you know, how it will normally go. But we're going to be discussing anything and everything, from music to gigs we've been to, festivals that we've been to in the past, um, films that Sharon has seen recently that she enjoys, our family life, our stupid cat, our dozy dog, what our kids are up to, all sorts of stuff, stuff that's in the news, anything at all. I mean, wrestling as well. We're both big wrestling fans. Let me welcome into the conversation also. Uh, the show is called Check In at Power Palace because that's the name that my sister and my wife, Sharon, have given our little tiny shoebox of a house, Power Palace, and uh, my sister's place they refer to as Check It's Towers, and that's obviously my sister's married surname. So yeah, that's the show there, Check In at Power Palace. It's going to be, a good go. I'm really looking forward to it, sitting down and recording on a regular basis with my wife, it's going to be good, and just, uh, I suppose, taking the brunt of the jokes, I imagine, because that's how our conversations normally go at home, I can't see it being any different to when we're recording. Uh, all of these shows will have their own separate Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, and so on. All of these shows have their own social media, but you could be able to track them all down and find them all by simply following on Twitter at SJP World Media. And it's exactly as it sounds, at SJP World Media on Twitter. And, of course, you can always follow me at SJP Words as well. And you can find links to all the shows and so on via that there. Something that's going to be quite handy, I think, going forward for the network as well, Obviously, there are some people who are big wrestling fans and talk to me online and and sort of go back and forth with me about some of the wrestling content I put out there, whether that's Nitro Nights or Chain Wrestling or so on. And then there are other people as well who maybe aren't wrestling fans who are into their kind of geeky science fiction time travel stuff. Again, the same as me. So they could be interested very much in Doctor Who, but not wrestling fans, for example. Something that we're going to have on the new network is separate playlists for each individual show. So if you are a wrestling fan or you want to listen to Nitro Nights and check out the, the, the retro lookbacks, I suppose, on WCW one show at a time, you're not going to get your, your stream, your feed, your list of episodes interrupted at all by the random Quantum Leap podcast popping in there or a random uh, Doctor Who pod popping in there. And likewise, vice versa, too. If you are into doctor who or quantum leap or whatever else you want to listen to and you're not a big wrestling fan then that i think will also be a a nice feature for yourself as well because those shows will have their own playlist so you won't be listening to an episode of the doctor who pod and then when that finishes be greeted by some uh, some wrestling uh, content or wrestling talk from myself and whoever i am discussing it with at that time so you can go back and forth throughout the episodes of all the pods as much as you like uh, and sticking to those particular subjects which i think is is a great little feature there i'm really looking forward to uh, to getting the stuff uploaded and so on i have had a question as well about older content older episodes being re-uploaded to the network um, it was mainly aimed about chain wrestling, to be honest, but there has been a question in general about that. It is something that's crossed my mind, and yes, it is something that I probably will do. I mean, I've got 
pretty much everything I've ever I've ever recorded uh, I've I've saved I've got I've saved it and backed it up elsewhere and so on so I can always re-upload old episodes old content for people to revisit or perhaps if you're discovering the shows for the first time via the new network it could be good for you to go back and revisit some of the older episodes of chain wrestling nitro nights uh, the first season of the doctor who pod or the first season of the waiting room pod for example so there is that as well coming up which i, I think is great now as i said on bang bang podcast uh our last monday when i was a guest on there with the brilliant andy uh bang bang andy and also, I kind of reiterated it live on Chain Wrestling on the Monday night as well. It's This is all new to me. Obviously, podcasting is not, don't get me wrong. But having a network and doing that side of things is all new to me. And I'm literally learning as I go. And it's quite nerve-wracking, I'm not going to lie. There's quite a bit going on uh, behind the scenes to make sure... It, I mean, ultimately, I, I don't want something to be a bit shoddy. I want it to be as good as I can potentially make it and if something's not right that does bother me so I do get myself a little bit worked up and a little um I doubt myself sometimes I guess as I explained on on bang bang with regards to getting stuff out how I want it I guess so I mean all I can ask is that if people are listening to any shows on the network uh, any shows at all send in feedback whether that's via Twitter, my own Twitter at SJP Words, the the network's Twitter at SJP World Media, or even via email, uh, SJP Words at gmail.com. That's SJP Words at gmail.com. Send in feedback about any of the shows, whether that's shows that I appear on or shows that the network are hosting, whether that's Benny Max shows, whether that's RSH, anything at all. Send in feedback, let me know what you think. Um, and then hopefully we can improve things and mould shows and the network itself to be what people want to hear. Now, on that on that level, on that note, I also require and I also ask for patience. As I said, this is all new to me. I'm, I'm learning as I do this. There's going to be teething problems. There's going to be teething problems. I mean, for example, today is the first day shows are being uploaded. So this show will come out first thing in the morning. So everyone can have a little listen, catch up on what's going on with the network. And then the releases of other content will come uh, in the afternoon, after lunchtime, UK time. So being just starting out, and these are our first, I suppose, first official uploads, many people out there will be aware. Places like Apple, for example, they won't show up these uploads straight away. They may take 24 to 48 hours, possibly even longer in some situations. So... That's a little bit of a teething problem that we've got to overcome in the first week or two before things settle down and and it settles to being uploaded when I require. I mean, Spotify and Google and other podcast addict and addict, sorry, and other platforms, not an issue. They should be straight up there with you there and then. But yeah, Apple and one or two other platforms, there is a bit of an issue there. And and again, these are things that these are things that I'm I'm asking for a little bit of patience upon. There's going to be times when shows are going to be a bit a bit hit and miss time-wise in the early days as we settle things down. There may be situations where uh, certain people's shows move from one day to another just to make it more uh, more balanced and, and more you know, suitable for the network itself. And as things all settle down, I hopefully within the first couple of weeks, everything will be fine, everything will be done and dusted, and we'll get over these little teething problems. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, we can all, uh, all of us here at SJP World Media, uh, can get on with providing anybody who wants to listen with some 
uh, I suppose entertaining content is the term that people may want to use, I guess. I hope, anyway, I hope it's entertaining. So, yeah, there we go, really. That's everything I kind of wanted to to dip into about with regards to the new network. It's it's quite a big thing for me. I'm very nervous about it. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm quite you know quite worried and nervous and hoping it goes well. Um, but ultimately, if I don't try now, I will never know. So I'm going to give it a go. Um, on on the note of new things and so on, there's also some merchandise available. Now we have a store with T Public, which the is is live now. By the time you hear this podcast, it has been live for a day, I imagine. And on that site, you currently have Nitro Knights merch, Chain Wrestling merch, uh, the Doctor Who Pod merch, uh, and and uh, an SJP World Media shirt as well. But also, it's not just shirts. You have hoodies, you have mugs, you have masks. Do people still wear masks? I think some people do. I suppose, but masks are available, uh, stickers, all sorts of stuff. But I know everyone tends to be leaning towards the T-shirts initially, I know. There's various different designs for each different podcast, and there is also more coming in the next week or two for other shows as well, plus an extra couple coming for chain wrestling as well. Um, we do get a cut of the money because these are all designs put up by myself. I, I, I made them all myself, and... It's basically, if anyone has, has ever thought about trying to support the shows or uh, as anyone anyone's ever thought about trying to help out with the shows and so on, this is a great way of doing it because not only do you get some merch, I get a little kickback on that as well. And so do the co-hosts of the relevant shows with which that you know that piece of merch belongs to. So ultimately, if that's, if that's something you want to do, if you want to you know just chip in and, and support the network, support the shows, whatever, go along to the T Public link, uh, SJP World Media Stores at T Public, and have a little look there. See if there's anything you fancy. All the t shirts and hoodies are available in all different colours, different designs, uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, the actual link to the store itself will be the pinned tweet on the SJP World Media Twitter account. And it'll also be shared all over the place with regards to when this episode comes out as well. So click on that link, have a little look through. Um, the the T Public themselves, the, the site that is hosting our merch, they have quite regular sales as well. So keep your eyes out for that sometimes. But yeah, that, that, that'd be a great way of, I mean, ultimately, I don't get paid for this. Um, oh, that's the dream, isn't it? I guess everyone wants to be paid for what they do, what they love. Everyone wants to be paid for their hobby. But I do this purely because I enjoy it. I've, I have a great time doing this. But if anybody ever wanted to sort of, I suppose, contribute to the shows or, or give a little kickback or so on, then by all means, dive on in. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a mug, whatever. And then take some pictures. Take some pictures of yourself wearing your your chain wrestling shirt, your Doctor Who pod shirt, your Nitro, whatever it may well be, and send them into the shows. I know I and everyone else here would love to see those pics. Okay, then I guess we'll get on with the questions that were sent in to the show here. Uh, first of all, we have Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. Hiya, Rob. Thanks for sending something in. When is the Babylon 5 podcast starting? It's not, mate. It's not. You need to give it up. You're flogging a dead horse there, pal. You really are. I'm not going to do a Babylon 5 podcast. It ain't going to happen. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all Star Trek based, isn't it? It's like the Star Trek, I don't know how you'd word it, the Star Trek universe. Is that correct? Uh, if You know, I, I, I watched a little bit of 
the original series, the 1960s series. I've seen I've seen the first few films as well. I thought they were quite good, to be fair. I didn't mind those. Uh, Next Generation was on TV when, I suppose, what would that have been? Early 90s, would it? It had been the same sort of time that I was watching Quantum Leap, I guess. So that had been, I don't know, 89, 90, 91-ish, I suppose. And I quite enjoyed that, but... That's where kind of where my Star Trek interests ended. I've never gone back and watched any of it, to be fair. I mean, I watched it because it was on and I enjoyed it, but it's, it's never really sort of grasped me, like maybe Doctor Who or whatever, and made me want to go back and watch. But Babylon 5, I've never seen. I mean, even Enterprise, the, the new series that they had called Enterprise. I mean, I say new, it could be it could be 15 years old for all I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm useless for stuff like this, as everyone's fully aware. I mean, Dan Griffin, Magsy, and Benny Mac, my, my co-host, and that, they, they pull their hair out with how little I know of certain TV shows and certain films and so on. It's kind of a running joke with those guys, I guess. But um, Enterprise had Scott Bakula in it, who played uh, Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. I've not, I've not even seen that. So Babylon 5, and there's a few others as well. Was, it was, a Voy- was Voyager 1 as well? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. But I've not seen any of that. It kind of stops at the next generation, and that's kind of it for me. So, yeah, I'm afraid there's not going to be a Babylon 5 podcast. Maybe one day I'll sit down and, and check out an episode and, and go from there, but it's it's not going to be it's not going to be happening at the moment. Anyway, Rob, my friend, I apologise. Uh, Andy, at Bang Bang Podcast on Twitter. He says here, when's the Cell Block H podcast starting? again saying not going to answer that mate it, it, well I'm not, I'm not, i am going to answer it but the answer is no it's not going to be happening anytime soon so i'll tell you that now i mean to be honest a drama show like that does interest me you know character development storylines and so on but it's just especially at the moment with the network starting out i've got so much to, i've got so much on so much on it's, it's i'm so busy but maybe in the future we'll see We'll see. These are topics that maybe we could have, a, even if it's just as a one-off, and we I, I just discuss it with somebody, perhaps yourself, Andy or, or Rob, when it comes to Babylon Five. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter, he says here, "How did you manage to successfully clone yourself?" <laughs> I don't have a podcast and don't know how I would squeeze one in on a regular basis. You seem to have at least thirty. So what's the secret? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, first, I don't have 30, but sometimes it does feel that way, to be fair. Again, I suppose, like I said earlier in the show, I've been very fortunate in that, uh, I suppose, my kids now, they're all they're all older. I mean, my lad is 19. Um, my youngest, my daughter, Charlie, is 12, but she's very much a, a very grown-up 12, as much as I hate that. My wife is busy as well with regards to her business and other stuff she has going on there, her, her writing and so on. And... My job is is an absolute dream. When I'm there, I enjoy it. It's fantastic. But I've also got plenty of time at home. So I can I can see the kids. I can have dinner with the family. I can watch a bit of telly with Shah. But then I've also got my afternoons some, on certain days of the week where, where the kids aren't back till pushing four o'clock. The two youngest, anyway, they're still at senior school, but the, the elder two are older and, and so on. But yeah, they're not back till gone four o'clock of, of, of an afternoon. So I've got a couple of hours at home to do my research, my note making and, and sometimes some editing and so on. And I've got a bit of a routine as to what day I do what show and and all this. So, yeah, it's um I, I think I've just been very, very lucky. I've been very lucky because 
I've, I work on some absolutely fantastic shows. I, lo- I love the podcasts I do, uh, but I'm really fortunate because my, my co-hosts make it, whether that's Magsy, Benny Mac, uh, Dan, Scottish Danny, whoever, whoever it may well be on, on whatever show I'm, I'm, I'm talking on at that time. It's, it's my co-hosts, it's, it's the people who host with me. It's the other half of the team that make that show. Okay, sometimes I've come up with the idea and, and, and whatnot. I get that. But I would have come up with the idea because that person has, has, has sort of inspired me to. And we've kind of ran with it. And that's why, to me, it's it's great fun. I'm, I'm sitting and I'm talking about... I mean, I love wrestling. I love Quantum Leap. I love Doctor Who. You know, I love going back and watching old WCW. Especially with Danny, who's who's not seen a lot of it before. I, I find it fascinating. I suppose re-watching it through his eyes. So to me... It's it's fun. It's like, you know, it's it's a hobby. I enjoy doing this, and I suppose you always make time for things you enjoy. I suppose. And again, I'm so lucky with my job. So fortunate with my work. And Sharon is obviously a big a big help as well. I mean, there are days where I may feel a bit lazy, and she does give me the the, the needed kick up the ass to get me going again. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the scenario there. And you, you, <laughs> but there we go. Yes. It, 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 sometimes I look at it and if I've got four or five episodes to edit or whatever, it does seem like a bit of a, a bit of a workload. But at the same time, I, I sit there, I do it and I, I enjoy tinkering around on it and, and doing the music and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, to me, it's fun. So it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't seem like a time consuming thing because I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Maybe I've rambled on a bit there and not made much sense, but I, 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 that's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. Ah, speaking of Danny from Nitro Nights, we have him here at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says, you're in Morrison's in a long queue and Vince McMahon is the customer in front of you. You only get to ask him one question, nothing off limits, and he has to tell you the truth. What would you ask him? Hmm, why? Um, hmm. Uh, oh, well, I suppose mid-90s, all the talent available around you finally sign one of the greatest of all time in Barry Windham. Why the stalker gimmick, McMahon? You absolute clown. I guess, maybe. <laughs> I suppose the obvious ones are more, more, I suppose, the snooker situation. What happened there? Did you pay off the police? Because, I mean, there's so many rumours and so many stories and it seems that way to some people in certain circles. But if he has to tell me the truth, whilst we're stood in Morrison's, queuing for our shopping and so on if he has to tell me the truth that's the kind of thing i'd want to know also i suppose the steroid scandal i'd want to know information about that as well i suppose it's all the big headlines that that, that you'd expect i suppose that the, the cliched kind of questions i suppose that all all people who would want to speak to mcmahon would potentially get uh, well if they got the opportunity would ask because i it is those bigger stories. If you've got that one question, that one opportunity, you're not going to waste it, are you, by turning around and saying, oh, how come you never put the world title on A-Train or something nonsensical like that? You're going to ask about the big stuff. So the big stuff, I suppose, is the snooker situation, the steroid trial, uh, all that sort of stuff, the, the scandal that's going on now, all this kind of stuff. There's so many things that you'd be interested to ask. And if, if I've got one, if... Uh, if he paid off the police, if he did make that whole murder situation disappear for Jimmy Snooker, would be would be the one. Or I imagine it'd be something Montreal-based, because that whole scenario absolutely fascinates me. But 
yeah, that's kind of what I would be what I would be asking. Oh, what a question though! What a question! Thank you very much, Danny. That was awesome. Uh, another uh, friend of mine from a show that I do, we have Dan Griffin from the Doctor Who Pod at Dan Griffin Twenty One. He says here, if you could make a supergroup of all your favourite band members, dead or alive, any genre, but we know you'll go metal. <laughs> Who would be your? And then we have singer, lead guitarist, rhythm guitarist, bass guitarist, and drummer. Now, this is incredibly difficult because to me, it's not just a case of. I suppose there's two ways of looking at it. Would I would I list literally my favourite people who play in in those positions in the band, those, those instruments or whatever in the band, or would I go with what I think would make a good band? Because ultimately, you know, you can't. I wouldn't want to choose, say, for example. Lemmy was Lemmy was a bass guitarist, but if you choose Lemmy on bass and then you got somebody a little bit more soulful on 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 rhythm or whatever, it ain't gonna work. I mean, how would I approach this? Perhaps I'll just I'll, I'll literally do I'll I'll list exactly what what I'm thinking my favourites of each I suppose. Um, with regards to the drummer, I mean, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden. I think you'll be hard pressed to look past him. Purely because of how how technically excellent he is. I mean, there's so many time changes in Iron Maiden, so many ten minute songs that you could break up into three different songs, I guess, and so on. So I mean, and the fact that the rest of the band all all look to him for those time changes and yeah, Nick McBrain as as the drummer, I would imagine the the Iron Maiden drummer since, gosh, Street, when did he join? Eighty three, Peace of Mind album. Yeah, that sounds about right. Clive Burr was on number of the beast in 82 so yeah that sounds about right bass guitarist now, this is a difficult one i mentioned lemmy from motorhead but i mean i i don't know i mean i, I think i might have to come back to bass guitarist rhythm guitarist i'm gonna go izzy straddling from guns and roses i think that when izzy straddling left the band you could tell it was one of those scenarios where i i think you you don't know you're going to miss it until it's gone and Izzy Stradlin as the rhythm guitarist in Guns N' Roses, I think, added a kind of a kind of swagger to their music. A kind of, you know, I think he and Slash were fantastic together, and I think he was an incredibly uh, underrated guitarist. I really do. Um, lead guitarist. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm a big Kiss fan, so I mean, Ace Freely pops in my head straight away. But I don't know lead guitarist. I mean, Slash again from Guns N' Roses, purely because I'm a big Guns fan. Uh, I think somebody who's, re- again, really underrated would be Mick Mars from Motley Crue. I think that guy can really play. He's Obviously, he can really play, but I think that guy, w- what he can do, it, I think he is overlooked because of the likes of Slash and so on in different bands. Oh, why? Okay. Um, lead guitarist, I'm probably going... Oh, I don't know. That's so difficult. That is so difficult. I've seen Slash solo, I've seen Slash with Guns N' Roses, I've seen Slash with Mars Kennedy. I'm probably going to go Slash because he, he just amazes me every time I see the guy. Because to me, uh, 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 then Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Oh, mm, why? Okay. I can't decide. I can't, that's so difficult. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with 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 lead guitarist, guitarist. I'm going to have to go with a combo. Of Slash from Guns N' Roses and Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, bass guitarist, I, I missed, didn't I? I suppose you got Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. That symbolic, dun, 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 that kind of, you know, almost like horses running sound in all the Maiden songs that he, he puts forward. Would probably be the one I would go for because Maiden were the first band I really fell in love with. 
So that would be, I suppose that would work as well with regards to Nico McBrain being on drums, I suppose. And then singer stroke frontman I've got here. Mm, again, so difficult. Um, my favourite singer of all time, one of my favourite singers of all time is Ronnie James Dio, uh, X Rainbow, Black Sabbath, uh, the, obviously Dio, the solo band he had, and so on. He was insane, so good. I never got Dio, I never got to see Dio perform solo, and that was a real shame to me. I had tickets to his, uh, to to one of his tours. He was he was doing a reunion tour with Black Sabbath, and. Tony Iommi, the guitarist for Sabbath. Obviously, there's another fantastic guitarist. Look. Tony Iommi, the guitarist for Sabbath, broke broke his hand or broke his wrist. I think it was his hand. Broke his hand. And they had to cancel tour dates. So because of that, Dio booked in a couple of months worth of solo tour dates, playing smaller arenas and so on. Now, I had tickets to that, and it was the first time I would have seen Dio performing his solo material. And his solo material is very... It's, I mean, it's very eighties, very eighties metal. So it's very sort of cheesy and and uh, I mean, he's, Dio himself anyway sings about magic and dragons and all this kind of nonsense. But um, he's got an incredibly powerful voice. Uh, so I was crazy excited about seeing him perform solo, and then it got postponed, and then it got postponed again, and then the new date was announced, and it got postponed again, and then it came out that Dio was ill, and then it got postponed again. And then it got cancelled, and then Dio passed away. So, yeah, I never got to see... I've still got the ticket here somewhere. I never got to see Dio perform solo. I saw him fronting Black Sabbath on a tour, which was which was good, because I got to see him I got to see him perform. But it weren't quite the same as seeing him perform solo. Uh, again, lead guitarists so were all popping into my head now. Zach Wilde from Black Label Society. Man, that, that guy can play. That, incredible. Absolutely amazing. But um, singer, why? I mean, Dio, like I said, is one of my favourites of all time. But Bruce Dickinson, again, a maiden link there. I can't, I can't go by without mentioning Bruce Dickinson, one of my favourites of all time again. The best performer I've ever seen live, the best, the best, the best front person I've ever seen. Then, shall we say, the best performer was actually Dee Schneider from Twisted Sister. That that was an incredible show. Uh, just absolutely blew me away. And whereas maybe not the greatest singer of all time, as a performer, unbelievable. And the same can be said for Paul Stanley of Kiss, I guess. Just the ultimate showman. Absolutely fantastic. But again, as a singer, maybe not the greatest. I always say the greatest uh, vocal performance I've ever seen was Anne Wilson from Heart. I saw them uh, play in Birmingham a few years back. And she was honestly just unbelievably good. No one else I've seen live has ever... I mean, Bruce Dickinson, Dio, all of these guys, Miles Kennedy, all of these fantastic singers. I mean, you, you list them, I've probably seen them to a degree. I, mean, I, I never got around to seeing Van Halen and so on, but majority of bands from that kind of that kind of genre and time I've seen, no one can get near Anne Wilson of heart. Unbelievable. In fact, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Anne Wilson from heart. That's That, that would be my, 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 my singer for my band, I think. But what a question that is! That's a podcast in itself. That is, a few of us having that conversation. Maybe that's something we'll uh, we'll chuck out on the SJP World Media Network at some stage. We'll, we'll get a few people involved in that. That's a great shout. Uh, Morty at Morty Jr Five on Twitter. He says here, "What's the favourite place you visited? Also, what would your last supper be?" Okay, well, last supper is easy enough. 
Um, I bloody love a roast dinner. So a proper big roast dinner. Chicken, and all, you know, this is my favourite. Chicken's my favourite meat. But a proper big roast dinner. Failing that, chicken madras, lemon rice. Banging. Can't go wrong with that. Um, favourite place I visited. Okay. I've never been abroad. As, as a few people close to me know, I've never been abroad. So it's, uh, you know, obviously UK is where I'm limited to. And where we go on holiday is a little place called Treco Bay in Wales. And it's a caravan park down there. And it works out great because there's a, a person who I used to play football against. And then I used to run a team that played football against the team that he ran. We were in the same league quite often. Quite often big rivalry as well. There's always us battling for sort of second and third place or first place and, and so on and cut finals and all this sort of stuff. But anyway... Uh, and his parents had a caravan to rent out down in, in Treco Bay. So I get it a little bit cheaper than you would normally pay for these caravan sites. But the site itself is fantastic. There's so much for the kids to do. The beach is just, as far as UK beaches go, this is this is top class. This, I mean, it's a private beach for the park, which is amazing. But it's just, it's just gorgeous down there. And it's my favourite place going. I love it. When we arrive, they've got these massive rocks on up on the side where there's a path and these massive rocks before you drop down onto the actual sandy part of the beach. When we arrive, even before I've gone into the caravan and so on, I like to just get out of the car and walk over to these rocks and sit down and just look at the water. And I just, I just love it. COVID knackered up us going for a while, obviously. But... I managed to get us, uh, uh, well, I say us, my wife and my two youngest, my two eldest are, are too old to go out with daddy now, go, go on holiday with daddy, they'd rather stay at home or do whatever. But yeah, we've got um, a long weekend down there coming up quite soon, me, Sharon and the two youngest, and I cannot wait. I love the place so much. It is beautiful down there. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so that would be that would be my favourite place I've visited, Treco Bay. It's just, it's just amazing. Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter, somebody who very much uh, inspired me to do this kind of solo podcast, I guess. I mean, not initially the idea wasn't to open up my own my own network, but hey-ho, it's, it's the way it's worked out. So yeah, thank you for that, Steve-O. Uh, Steve says here, a self-indulgent one, but any bands you've heard on my little podcast you've completely forgotten about, and ones you've never heard of and checked out and are now enjoying. Okay, I'll be honest with you, Steve-O. So much of it is probably a little bit towards the heavy end for me. And when you're talking about bands such as Whitechapel, you mentioned on your show and so on. I mean, first of all, the na- for a name of a band, Whitechapel, I love that. Because I'm a proper geek about serial killers and, uh, and so on and um, all, that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, Whitechapel is the area of London where Jack the Ripper committed his crimes, I suppose, just over 100 years ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is a little bit too heavy for me. I listen to the podcast. I enjoy the podcast, of course I do. But some of the bands are probably a little bit too much for me, a bit too... I don't mind some of the screamy, shouty stuff. I suppose the best way of looking at it would be you're you're sort of um, explaining away your musical journey, aren't you, step by step. So your first episode was very much what sort of got you into metal, and, and it was the the new metal scene. Now I was a bit, I'm a bit older than you, so new metal was kind of what my little brother listened to, and I didn't really get into it until much later. 
But I mean, Slipknot, I've seen Slipknot live a couple of times, quite enjoy them. Uh, Linkin Park, I've seen live. And again, Linkin Park are, are okay. Uh, I don't mind a bit of Linkin Park. It's not something I put on at home, but live, I thought they weren't too bad. But then we kind of get, as you progress and find your way into what you're into, I kind of drop off a few episodes in. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've listened to all the shows. I've not dropped off from the podcast, but I mean, I drop off from, I drop off from, I suppose, progressing with you to different genres of metal i mean when when you kind of hit the likes of kill switch and so on i love kill switch absolutely adore kill switch but that's kind of how how i far i go bullet for my valentine kill switch engage all that sort of stuff um I, I i don't go much heavier than that however there were a couple of bands the names escape me right now but there were a couple of bands that you were talking about uh, falling in reverse i believe was one of them i enjoyed them I went and looked those up because of a couple of clips you played on the show, and I thought it was I, I'm enjoying them. I'm listening to bits and bobs through there, but again, it's very much a case of dipping my toe in and, and seeing how I go. With regards to reminding me of bands I'd forgotten about, your episode on Download Festival. I, I, when was it? Download oh five, I think it said you were looking at on your podcast. I think you mentioned um, Wednesday thirteen. Now, that was taking me back a little bit. That was Wednesday 13. My goodness. And the Murder Dolls and all that sort of stuff. I remember there being one particular album. I think it was Valley of the Murder Dolls or Into the Valley of the Murder Dolls, maybe. That my brother played non-stop. And it was one of those scenarios where I heard it so much. It kind of got ingrained in my head. And I ended up quite enjoying it as well. So quite quite fun. And you mentioned Lordy as well. Who won Eurovision, dressed up as monsters and so on. Um, Lordy live, I've, I've seen Lordy live, and they're, they're fantastic as well. I mean, their music is very tongue-in-cheek, very cheesy and so on, but yeah, they were a band that i kind of forgotten about until you mentioned them on your show, so yeah. I'm enjoying it, Steve-O, I'm enjoying it. Keep it up. If anyone's not listened to it yet, I strongly advise you go and check out the Total Steve-O podcast uh, everywhere you can find podcasts. Steve-O continues as well, a wrestling one here. He says, I have no interest in WCW, so can you tell me, a naive wrestling fan, the importance of what the NWO did. Oh, why? I mean, how long have we got? Um, <laughs> the NWO, I, I, I think it's not just the NWO. WCW in that era, basically, they started the Attitude Era. Without WCW and Eric Bischoff doing what he was doing, Vince McMahon would not have had his kind of I suppose, sweeping changes across his product. DX, for example, would not have come around because they very much were, I suppose, not copying what the NWO were doing, but they were inspired by, shall we say. That's probably a better way of wording it. They were inspired by the NWO. The fact that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, Diesel and and, and Razor Ramon arrived on WCW television and people thought they were still working for the WWF and, they, and, and in some circles, people genuinely believed this was an invasion. It's just fantastic. That is amazing. And then the fact that the whole, who's the third man that they keep hinting at? And then Hogan turns and Hogan joins them. And then because of the hatred towards Hogan, all of a sudden new heroes were being born. The whole Crow Sting character only comes around because of the NWO. If the NWO didn't happen, Sting would not have made that transition into what we see as Sting today and and the fantastic storyline in 97 and so on. Goldberg, yes, okay, nowadays he's very much a case of 
you roll your eyes a bit, oh, Goldberg's coming back again, for goodness sake. But in 1998, Goldberg was the hottest thing in the business. He was absolutely fantastic. Just everything he did, the crowd blew up for, merchandise sold, everything. That would not have mattered so much if it wasn't for trying to knock the NWO and Hollywood Hogan off their perch. I mean, it's so difficult to... It's so difficult to put into context how important the NWO were. The original NWO. I mean, it got silly in the end. As all things do in wrestling. It gets overdone, overbloated, and it's just it just sort of runs its course, but they keep trying to you know, flogging this dead horse, I guess. But the initial NWO run, it got people to tune in. So people turned over to, from WWF who had you know plumbers on their television and dustbin men. And you're seeing these just these these guys were just so cool on the show doing whatever they wanted you know taking over the sound truck taking over the commentary desk spray painting the, the world title and all this sort of stuff and it was just so cool just absolutely groundbreaking groundbreaking stuff and then because people had turned over to see the nwo they then got to see the cruiserweights and the wcw cruiserweight division was just some of the best wrestling i've ever seen it was so good and cruiserweights were flown in from all over the world. And, and the WCW Cruiserweight title became a hugely important uh, hugely important part of the Monday Night Wars. I don't think people would have focused on the cruiserweights so much if they weren't turning over to see the NWO in the first place. I mean, Luger had a title run. Lex Luger by 98, 99 was very stale and boring. I mean, he was many years previous to that as well, I guess. But Luger all of a sudden mattered in... 98 97 because he was up against the nwo every week it was like who's going to turn next what's going to happen it was just oh i mean wcw they nearly put the wwe out of business and all of it stemmed from the nwo but there's so much more to that the, the sort of the ripple effect from from that leg drop at bash at the beach 96 hogan turning heel hogan wearing the black joining the nwo the ripple effect from there i don't think we get we don't get the Attitude Era in WWF if it's not for what WCW are doing and the biggest part of what WCW are doing were the NWO. So it, it's very difficult to undersell for me how important they were. Again, maybe that's something I'll go into in a little bit more depth with a little bit more um, sort of preparation, I guess, for a future episode if I do another solo episode of SJP at some stage. But thank you, Steve. Brilliant questions there, my friend. Another one here as well from Steve-O saying, why Doctor Who? It's never appealed to me. Um, it was just one of my favourite programmes when I was a kid. I know some people, uh, some people like Superman, Batman, uh, and so on. My superhero just just happens to be, you know, hundreds of years old and travel in a little blue box. Um, I liked the way that, despite the fact he's saving the world, the universe, or whatever, and he's fighting these war machines quite often, or these, these monsters and aliens who are trying to murder everybody. He's against violence. The Doctor doesn't like guns. It's just... I, I just love it. It's, again, it's similar to Quantum Leap. It's kind of... As daft as it sounds, but it's the only way I can think of to explain it. It kind of gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling. The nostalgia factor from when I was a kid as well. You know? It, it, I just loved it. I just loved it as a kid. Love it now. It's just brilliant. I love, t- I love the fact that you know I can talk to to dan griffin about it all the time as well on our show i love the fact that people listen to that and message us and talk to us online about it it's just i just love it i just love it mate it's just one of those things that hooked me in as a very young child and went from there 
So, yeah. Uh, Steve also asks, how are Man United going to get on this season? I'm expecting another Dara season. I mean, we're, no, we're nowhere near the title, of course. That goes without saying. Uh, I think we're we're several players off the, the top two or three teams. I'm hoping for a fourth place finish, third of a stretch, but I'm hoping just finish in the top four, get Champions League football again and go from there. We're very, we're very much in a bit rebuilding process at the moment. And it's, to me, it's a good five-year project there. But I do think we've got the right guy in charge now. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. James at 80s and 90s wrestling on Twitter. He says, snog, marry, avoid. Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, Barry Windham. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, probably snog Ric Flair, because you know he's going to buy you lots of drinks beforehand, don't you? Because he's that kind of dirty bastard. Uh, marry. Mm, I love Barry Windham to bits, but marry Ted DiBiase, because he's got all the money. You know, go think about your future. Sorry, Barry, but you, you just literally by process of elimination, mate, you're on to avoid. And also, Snog, Marry, Avoid. Miss Elizabeth, Sensational Sherry, Sable. That's incredibly difficult. I think you've got to marry Miss Elizabeth, haven't you? you got to. You know, you've got to marry Miss Elizabeth. Uh, Snog, then, I suppose, Sable. But Sherry was great too. I imagine Sherry would have been great on a night eight. But, yeah. Why? That's more difficult than the men's one, funnily enough. <laughs> but there we go. And finally, we have Mill Chris once again here. He sends in, uh, I have a question for you, but couldn't fit it into a tweet. So that's why it's come by a DM. I recently finished watching WCW Uncensored 96. Your fault, by the way. Yeah, I do apologise, mate. I do. It does get better. Trust me. 96 gets so much better in WCW. You wish you can check out, of course, on Nitro Nights on the SJP World Media Network. Uncensored 96 ended with the utterly atrocious match between Hogan and Savage versus Flair, Anderson, Dungeon of Doom, etc., etc., in a Doomsday Cage match. The next day, I watched AEW's Forbidden Door. What was the most polar opposite wrestling you've watched one after the other? Oh, why? Um, I remember watching TLC from WrestleMania 17 for a podcast I was doing. And then watching some world class from Texas. And it just seemed so slow and ploddy in comparison to what I'd just seen with regards to the TLC match from WrestleMania 17. That would probably be a big swing there, I think. Mm. There's also been occasions where I've been flicking through the channels or I've seen Monday Night Raw highlights and I've bought you know raw smackdown highlights up on the tv whilst i'm waiting for my little girl to get ready and it's been some nonsense cartoony bullshit on wwe television which isn't all of it don't get me wrong wwe fans don't start tweeting me and having a go each to their own it's not for me but i understand why other people do enjoy it but there's a lot of nonsense on there and then my little girl was ready come downstairs and, and we put AEW on and we'd be greeted with i don't know the Lucha Brothers opening the show, so it's completely like you know a completely different kettle of fish. So I imagine that would be, but the TLC, and then I'm fairly certain it was something from World Class or Mid South. It was a Territories thing anyway that I was watching for another project I was working on. I'm fairly certain that would be the biggest comparison. Seeing Jeff Hardy and Edge doing the crazy spear stunt, and then turning over and seeing some some 50 year old with a big belly putting the claw on, yeah quite a contrast i think quite a contrast but there we go thank you so so much to everybody who sent in 
uh, questions for this show. It's been quite interesting for me. Uh, I don't tend to do solo podcasts very often. So it's something I wanted to do with regards to starting the new, the new network and doing a bit of a ask me anything kind of thing. And some brilliant questions there. Some questions that I know that are, are going to come back up on different shows. I know they are. You know, naming your dream band and all that sort of stuff. You're definitely going to come back up. I loved it. So thank you so much to everybody there for sending in all those brilliant questions. And again, before I go, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this today. The rest of the content that is due out today via SJP World Media will be with you after lunchtime UK time. So hopefully this will have given you a chance to listen to this potentially. And then the other shows and podcasts will be out ready for you, I guess. There, There is In the Corner with Benny Mac coming out reviewing WWE TLC that has not long been done this past weekend. The Chain Wrestling audio version will be with you later today, as will this week's episode of Nitro Nights. And then as the next week or so goes on, you will start seeing more and more shows added to the network. Give them a go. Some of them might not be your cup of tea. Some of them you may love. Some of them you may hate. But I'm hoping to have as much of a varied choice on here with different content to keep as many people happy as possible. Uh, Go and get yourself some SJP World Media merchandise t-shirts hoodies cups all that great stuff by checking out the link that will be in the well all over the social medias for myself the shows and the network as well uh, attached to this 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 podcast when it comes out attached to the tweet showing this podcast has been released everywhere you look there'll be links to the uh, merch store so go grab yourself some merch there go grab yourself some t-shirts and so on and keep an eye out on our social medias for news of more merch more t-shirt designs coming very very soon and also more shows coming very very soon but yeah that's kind of it from me today hopefully i've explained enough about the the new network for people to understand Uh, what's happening with shows that you listen to, what's happening with shows that hopefully you will listen to when they arrive, and so on. Um, Hopefully that's all clear. If not, don't hesitate to reach out and ask me uh, what days things are going to be out on or whatever, because over the next week or so, it'll all settle down and I'll have a routine there for you all to be able to get the answers you may need. But yeah, that's it from me today. So all I can say now is basically chuck me a follow everywhere. Uh, at SJP Words and chuck the network a follow as well at SJP World Media. Uh, keep an eye out for all of our stuff, retweet our stuff, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. It's exciting but bloody nervy time, I ain't gonna lie. But there we go, there we go. At SJP World Media, one last time, and I suppose, as always, thank you for listening. Cool.